Hello, and welcome to the Enterprise Content Management Podcast Series, When Content Matters, from EMC. I am Tony Edelman, and I am here with Kyle McNabb, a Senior Analyst at Forrester Research, to discuss, discuss the transactional content management. Hello, Kyle, and welcome. Hi, Tony. Can you take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about yourself and your for, your focus at Forrester? Sure. I'm a senior analyst here at Forrester Research. I've actually, I've been in the industry for a little bit over 11 years and been here at Forrester for coming up on uh, 18 months or so. Uh, but I spend pretty much all of my time helping enterprises come to grips with what does enterprise content management mean uh, and how can they put enterprise content management technologies to use to help them address a wide range of end-user and IT needs. Great. Recently, you led a research for Forrester around a better way to look at enterprise content. You talked about three key categories for enterprise content management, transactional, business, and persuasive content. Would you mind providing a brief overview of each of these categories for our listeners? Sure. Well, transactional content really describes uh, content that was created outside of the enterprise but is used to drive an internal often high-volume transactional process. You know, examples include maybe uh, mortgage origination in the retail banking world or even you know, a more common use case, just accounts payable. Uh, business content uh, has a different context. It's really targeted at how do you, you in, in enterprise, enable those intellectual white-collar workers uh, to be more effective, to be more efficient, to be more intelligent about their day-to-day processes and tasks. And those individuals often share documents, presentations, and spreadsheets with one another to help them make more informed decisions. And business content really focuses on helping those individuals better collaborate around content and better use content to make more informed decisions. And lastly, persuasive content. Again, it has its own context uh, on its own. It's Content itself may have been generated inside the enterprise or it may have come from an external agency, but the primary purpose of that content is to influence an external constituent's behavior. So it could be a prospect, and how do you change that prospect from just being a prospect to being a customer? Uh, How do you influence a consumer uh, to maybe buy more product? How do you influence a partner uh, to maybe sell more of your products? You know, that, that context it's quite different than both transactional and business in that you're really trying to target uh, the end user outside of your enterprise and change their behavior. I think the big takeaway from all three of those is all three of those have a specific context that really describes how do you use content to be either more efficient in a transactional process, uh, to be more intelligent about making internal decisions, uh, or to be more interactive or engaging in external constituent interactions. Those three categories really do explain enterprise content management uh, much clearer. But for today's discussion, I'd like to spend a little bit more time talking to you about transactional content management. Transactional content management has been around for a long time, but this market seems to continue to grow. What do you think is behind the growing interest in transactional content? Well, Tony, you're right in that uh, you know, the technologies that uh, you know, underpin transactional content document imaging, document output management, and archiving, they've been around for a long period in time. I think what's really driving the growth and the interest in this particular area is those technologies grew up um, inside departments, you know, inside, in many cases, a large department, like the claims department within an insurance organization, but they didn't get, they didn't find their usage throughout the entire enterprise. And I think all the successes that enterprises have had in adopting you know, imaging and archiving and information capture to address claims processing, for example, in insurance, now they're looking at that and saying, you know what, we've been pretty efficient with leveraging 
that information, leveraging that content to streamline our claims processes, we have other similar types of processes. You know, it may not be the claims process, but we have other document-centric uh, processes that could stand to benefit if we deployed the same technology to go address maybe accounts payable or to go address a you know an underwriting process. So I think it's more that broader recognition that these technologies that grew up inside the department, they have broader enterprise use. And I think it really kind of speaks to just the familiarity and maturity of these technologies uh, in some very well-defined areas that's helping drive the growth, as well as, you know, I think there's a broader recognition, you know, outside of the traditional adopters of these technologies, those being in uh, financial services and insurance, that, you know, the other processes inside a manufacturing organization or processes inside of a healthcare organization uh, are also very document-centric, and they can stand to benefit uh, from using these technologies to be much more efficient. So I think there's just that kind of broader recognition of the use of these mature technologies in new processes, in new areas that's really driving the overall growth. She just gave some key examples of how companies are leveraging and implementing transactional content management solutions. Can you provide a little bit more detail on the solutions of where these are being implemented at? Sure. I mean, there's a wide range of processes. You know, look at the retail financial services world, and there's you know, explosive growth in mortgage applications and mortgage origination and credit card applications and car loans, et cetera. Um, and that's driving, I think, a lot of interest in the retail financial services world of, you know, how can we leverage technology to avoid having to, to just deploy more people resources to go process these, but you know, how can we uh, remove that burden of having to go find more resources to take on more load, but just make the same resources that we have much more efficient in handling and in, you know, an ever-increasing load? So how do we not remove humans from the equation, but just you know, make them more efficient, uh, recognize that humans have to be a part of the process, but just only give them the exceptions or only get them involved in certain steps um, along the way to help them become much more efficient. And that's more than just document imaging. So you know, all these processes, and you know, not just mortgage origination and credit card application, but all of these you know, types of transactional content processes, you know, including uh, patient record uh, processing in the healthcare world uh, or underwriting in the insurance world or accounts payable, in the in kind of the general manufacturing world or even uh, license renewals in the public sector world, they all require a similar set of capabilities. You've got to have the upfront capture technology uh, to help you capture all that information regardless of where it's coming from, be it the branch, be it a remote office, be it in a central uh, you know, data collection facility. You've got to have the imaging environment that's going to help you manage that information and get it in a position where end users can get access to it. Uh, but more importantly, you also need business process management capabilities that's going to help you put that content to use inside of a business process. Um, you know, that's really what I think a lot of thought leaders are looking for now. As they look at these processes, they're not just looking to simply image-enable those processes, but actually define the process and define the right touch points in those processes in which end users, the humans, are going to get access to that information to help make much more informed decisions about what to approve, what not to approve, how to allocate resources to go handle you know, the ever-increasing load um, of the transactional processes. That's what they're looking for, you know, which is dramatically different than what they looked for a few years ago of just give me the repository so I can capture all this stuff. So from the examples you just provided, it seems that companies are implementing more mission-critical applications. Why do you think that companies have made the shift from back-office scanning to automating mission-critical applications? Well, I think for many of the enterprises that I've spoken to, um, they recognize that if they can 
get more insight into these processes, you know, at almost as soon as the processes are started, they can be much more intelligent about how they allocate resources. Uh, they get much more insight into where demand is coming from, what potential revenue upside can be. So that gets what's helping fuel not looking uh, at, at these types of solutions as back office operations, but pushing them out into the processes themselves. They want that real measurable insight into you know, what's happening out there in our marketplace, what's happening out there in our different processes so that we as an enterprise can be much more, again, uh, efficient and intelligent about how we allocate resources. In many you know, cases, these are mission-critical processes because they are revenue-generating or they are directly you know, aligned with revenue. And you don't want to treat those, or these enterprises don't want to treat those as kind of back office operations. They want immediate visibility. They want to know that as soon as that mortgage was submitted, that that's a revenue opportunity. They want insight. They want visibility into it. And they want to have information around it that will help them allocate the right resources to help go close you know, that mortgage or to help go close that application or to help go drive further business in an area if they see a trend that, gee, jumbo loans are originating out of Boston. We need to allocate more attention to the Boston market. That's the type of measurable insight they want, and the only way they can get that is if, is if they have good insight, not just into the transaction, but the content itself. You know, that content is going to give them that additional information, that additional insight that will make them much more intelligent on how they allocate their resources. So it seems the key is content. Um, I'd like to shift a little bit away from applications and have you spend a little bit of time talking about the technologies that are mm -hmm. part of transactional content management. Well, sure. I mean, there, there's some fundamental uh, technologies that are a part of a transactional content environment. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, you've got to have the good content repository that's optimized to handle uh, what could be a high volume of fixed content assets. So all those scanned applications that come from the branch or that come from the agencies uh, that are out there. Um, You've got to have you know, the, the strong repository environment that's going to help you manage that information as well as help you deliver that information to those end users that need it to make decisions. So you know, helping you cache that information in front of them so that they're not always repeatedly hitting the data, you know, that content repository, over and over and over again and putting a strain on the system. Yeah, but that also needs to be complemented by you've got to have the capture functionality uh, up front to help you, again, capture that information as soon as that information has been scanned, as soon as it has been digitized, you know, captured immediately so you can get that, you know, that good insight into, aha, there's a transaction that's about to take place, uh, and you know more about it. You've done some basic metadata extraction from it to get it associated to either a customer file uh, or a process area um, and you know, other metadata attributes. And also I think you know, another important area uh, is business process management. I think you really to help you drive content into a process, you want to look for good BPM capabilities that are not um, separate from the content management environment, but you know, even built upon the content management environment. You know, I've spent a lot of time with enterprises that they recognized a while ago that in order for them to get more out of these business processes that they had to infuse, um, or in many cases, you know, they just kind of looked at it as integrating content with their processes. And then went off and identified BPM uh, systems and solutions that were great BPM suites um, you know, that offered them a great deal of functionality to help them define a process and to optimize a process, but they were all missing something. They were missing the context, which is the content itself. Uh, and these enterprises had to spend quite a bit of time, energy, and effort trying to build that context into these BPM systems, so much so that many of them actually kind of for, you know, just kind of abandoned their BPM initiatives and rethought their transactional content uh, requirements 
so much so that they looked for good BPM solutions that were on top of a native content repository so that they wouldn't have to go build in all that context. That context was there, and they can go free up their own scarce IT resources to go build out the right applications, you know, those right process management applications to provision out to the underwriters, to go provision out to the mortgage originators, to go provision out to the AP clerks and so on. That's where they wanted to go spend their time and not try to build in context, trying to integrate um, you know, that BPM engine with that content repository with that capture uh, functionality as well. So we've talked about the applications of where organizations are leveraging the technologies you just talked about. How should organizations prioritize their enterprise content management strategy, uh, particularly when most companies have content that falls into all those categories you described earlier, transactional, business, and persuasive? <clears throat> well, you know, I don't have the, the silver bullet that's going to answer that one for you, Tony, but I think the, the main thing that we see uh, and recommend our clients do is you, know, you don't just lump in all those different priorities uh, that you see inside your enterprise into just the one big Uber group of, hey, these are all enterprise content management needs. Uh, I think for enterprises, if they can you know, characterize and classify the different types of needs expressed by their line of business peers as well as even within IT, they can get a much you know, better view of you know, are their needs more transactional, are their needs more business, are their needs more persuasive. If you can do that, I think you're in a much better position to you know, identify how do you want to tackle your ECM challenges. If you find that in your environment, in your organization, that most of your needs being expressed by lines of business are in the transactional bucket, that should be a pretty good indicator to orient your evaluation of ECM for solutions that help you put that content to use, not just simply manage it, but put it to use inside transactional processes. Uh, conversely, if you're finding that you know, it's marketing that's screaming and hemorrhaging about how they want to use content to drive uh, more intelligent, consistent customer interactions, that's you know, a key indicator that says, well, maybe you should look for ECM solutions that are more aligned with helping you put content to use and persuasive content initiatives. So you know, the main takeaway here is you know, characterize and classify the needs that you're seeing in your organization along transactional, business, and persuasive uh, categories, that will then give you a good idea of how to allocate your own resources. Okay, Kyle, last question. Um, would you mind providing your opinion on how EMC fits into companies' enterprise content management strategy? Uh, not a problem. Um, you know, EMC fits from a couple of standpoints. We've talked a little bit about transactional, business, and persuasive content, and that really introduces you know, end-business use context. Uh, we didn't really talk too much about the IT uh, needs that are out there, and IT has some very real needs around ECM. You know, IT is chartered with trying to remove costs from the enterprise. They're looking for you know that single platform they can keep in their back pocket uh, as a you know a standard, if you will, that they can use to go to lines of business to say, yes, I can build you that application. Um, and EMC is very relevant in that world. Uh, we recently waived you know a number of vendors uh, along a number of different criteria around which were built from our interactions with senior IT infrastructure decision makers. Uh, and EMC uh, came out as a leader in that, in, a, in their ability to go address the needs of senior IT infrastructure decision makers. But when you introduce transactional business and persuasive in that business context, I think you also find that EMC is relevant there. So EMC is not just simply focused on trying to be the platform or the infrastructure addressing all the needs of you know, that IT infrastructure decision maker, but they also are focused on, or you're also focused uh, on, prescribing solutions on how to use that infrastructure, how to leverage that infrastructure, as well as other capabilities like business process management and capture uh, and so on to 
put content to use inside a transactional content area or put content to use inside of a business content area or even help that marketing group define how they want to deliver content you know, to those end customers based on their segmentation and profile. Um, so I think EMC is very much relevant from the standpoint of a platform vendor that also recognizes that content has to be put to use in order for an organization to really get value out of their ECM investment. Well, Kyle, I want to thank you for joining us today for this very interesting discussion on transactional content management. I also want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to the When Content Matters podcast series from EMC. I encourage you to learn more about our content management products and solutions at software.emc.com, where you can also download additional podcasts or subscribe to a number of the EMC RSS feeds Thanks again for listening, and have a great day. Thanks, Kyle.